following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Pascrell, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... Caboose Jr. Sneaking in again. Sneaking in. <laughs> and along with Caboose, we have... Editorial writer for ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffris. How's everybody doing? I'm awake. Yeah, we're it's it's late. This is probably the latest we have recorded a podcast in at least a good long while, and we are tired. Speak for yourself. This is usually when I'm getting out from work. Well, this is when I'm usually getting out of work, but uh, Tuesday morning I have to work at six a.m. So, yeah. Ooh, not fun. No, not fun. I'm probably gonna get four hours after this podcast. Mm, Moving. It, it's worth it. So, a four-hour podcast. <laughs> Well, it's worth it for the podcast. What can I say? Mm. Aren't you a trooper? <laughs> he is. He is a trooper. I do way too much. I need to shoot myself. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yes, I know. <laughs> to be hurt, to feel lost. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Sketch is really tired. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, not that I need to be tired to break out in song. <laughs> this is true. You've done that before. <laughs> uh so happy 20th anniversary pokemon i'm sure a lot of our listeners are playing their pokemons red blue or yellow probably yellow why would you get red or blue it's black and white on that thing at least yellow gives you color <laughs> i've been um, enjoying the holidays pokemon blue is my first one screw wasn't you today, wasn't today uh, pokemon blue was also my first one but awesome wasn't today superman's birthday too was it i think so Maybe. I think it was also and, Gilbert uh, Gottfried. Nah, who cares about him? Gilbert Gottfried. I'm kidding, but anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dragon Ball's 30th anniversary was not not but a few days ago. Yeah. So yeah. yeah lots of anniversaries. So Paul, you wanted to talk about how uh, Jason and Gil have somehow ended up back in Tokyo. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I think we're seeing a pattern here. Uh, <laughs> I mean... One does not go to Japan twice in not a whole lot of time yeah. for no reason. And I and look, <laughs> I, I understand that they were having fun there too, but I, I, don't think, I don't think Jason would go on vacation with Gil. I would kind of think that he would probably spend time with his daughter and probably his family and his wife. So, you know, I, I'm. I think this was a business trip, again, mm-hmm. and you know that begs the question: Was this the same show that they're trying to get, or is there two shows they're trying to get? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I can't answer that question, but you know, this is the thing that I've been talking about all along. You know. Tsunami. They have said they have big things coming. Big things yeah. coming. Not big thing. 
Big things. Plural. So, oh, cross the fingers for the Gundam series. <laughs> counting Samurai Jack. Mm, speaking of Gundam series, they are, in fact, uh, doing a TV version of the Gundam Unicorn OVA series. So mm. they're doing a TV cut of that. It's supposedly going to run to core. I really don't like that word, but it's the word everybody uses. So, like, probably 24 episodes. And while that may seem like not enough material, if you count out the minutes compared to a, uh, a usual length, uh, it's actually something like 430-something minutes in content between the seven OVAs. So that actually comes to about 18 and 19 episodes easily. Plus they have a new opening and ending. So in other words, because OVAs are kind of a tough thing for Toonami to air. Suddenly I have a lot more hope that Gundam Unicorn could someday air yeah. on Toonami. Well, wasn't that wasn't like each episode like 45 minutes or something like that? Longer. Longer. Oh, they, Jesus They Christ. were like 50... 50 so, minutes for most of them, and then the last one was like 90 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Hey, then. How many episodes were there? Seven. Okay, so roughly if you split them split them in two, that's 14. Oh, how the hell are they getting 20? I don't know. <laughs> that's too much for me to think right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you know, I've, I did the math, and it's, yeah. it's, it's easily going to clock into... 20 something episodes by just that footage. So there's probably going to be some supplemental footage. I wouldn't expect much, but they got to stretch it just a little bit if they want to get a full 24, 25 episode run out of it. But it could just run 22. They've, so, you know, some shows do that. So are you saying possibly two Gundam series? Is that what you're trying to get? <laughs> Maybe. That would be awesome. Because it seems like they're trying to hold onto that slot because there there is allegedly going to be another season of uh, Iron Blood Orphans. Well, so. isn't there? There's supposed to be. Well, we'll get into that when we get when we talk about Dimension W here in a minute. But there's another season of that coming too, right? Not to my knowledge. I haven't heard I anything say, about there being another season. I haven't heard which, any uh, announcement about that yet. Hopefully, there is a pending announcement because. Uh, it's an ongoing manga and they will not cover all that material in 12 episodes. No, No, what is it at? Like nine volumes, uh, the manga? Yeah, it's it's like nine volumes and the first six episodes are covered in about the first three volumes, thereabouts. Well, I don't know if they would change how they condense things, but that... Yeah, I would figure that there's going to be material that isn't adapted yet from the manga, but they also won't get to an ending, so to speak. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Still airing in Japan for a good four more weeks. We will see. And on that topic, it was the premiere of Dimension W this most recent Saturday. It was very exciting seeing a broadcast dub come to Toonami. Oh, yes. Space Dandy was, of course, the first dub from uh, Funimation recently that came actually before it aired in Japan. At least mm-hmm. most episodes did. It was kind of weird. Some episodes didn't. 
But You're making uh, things too complicated. Semantics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there there are in fact a great many shows that have aired in America before they have aired in Japan. But let's right. get into that. But as far as Toonami goes, we got Space Dandy, and then Funimation decided to do this broadcast dub thing because Space Dandy worked out. I mean, maybe Turner wasn't quite sold on the concept, but Funimation sure was, and they've been right. doing these broadcast dubs for a good year now. And well, finally, well, one of them comes to Toonami. Let's get into the Dimension W. First recap right now. Dimension W, episode one, Collector. In the premiere episode of Dimension W, we are introduced to our protagonist, Kiyoma Mabuchi, who is a collector. Now, collectors are seeking out illegal coils. And the coils are the all-purpose energy transfer devices that power pretty much everything that everybody uses which are taking their energy from the seemingly limitless energy source of Dimension W, a fourth dimension that was discovered by Shido Urizaki, the founder of New Tesla Energy. Mabuchi gets a call for a job, and we don't hear anything more about it just quite yet. We flash over to a girl getting a ride on a barge. She seems to be taking care of her ailing father, refers to him as father. He seems really, really old, though, and she seems fairly young. Like, probably teenage, I would say. Maybe 17 at most. Japan likes to make it, like, 16. So, she has recently returned with some medicine for him because he is essentially dying. He is, he's in really bad shape. And he's barely hanging on, and he needs some kind of... Uh, special coils, probably illegal coils that could save his life. So when she goes out to get some drinking water, because the water's straight up nasty, <laughs> she stumbles upon some guys that have stolen some illegal coils. Uh, a bit earlier, Kiyoma Mabuchi goes to see Mary at her establishment, where currently real steel is happening. And I have to make that observation because Kiyoma looks a lot like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> so he meets Mary, the uh, proprietor of this establishment, and gets the specs on the job to catch the two brothers, the Wan brothers. Now, he has arrived on the scene after Mira gets abducted by one of the Wan brothers because she was eavesdropping trying to find out about those coils and she gets dragged into there and they're trying out one of the illegal coils which has turned a water gun into quite the powerful weapon and Kiyoma shows up and he says you know I know what it's gonna look like but I'm not here to save the girl I just want those illegal coils I'm a collector I've come to get the illegal coils so he roughs up the joint uh, fights a whole bunch of guys and then one of the Wan brothers tries to pull a gun on the girl. And Kiyoma's like, yeah, go ahead, shoot her. I don't care. I told you, I don't care about the girl. She takes this as a sign that she's not going to get any help and decides to unleash her uh, hidden ability. Is the fact that she is actually super strong and, in fact, some kind of robot. So she tosses a guy out and walks over to... 
Kiyoma gives him a smack for not helping her, which knocks him out. And he's out cold. And he wakes up to find Albert Schumann, who he apparently has some kind of past with, who tells him that uh, the coils have all been taken away. He tries to convince Mabuchi to come work for him. He's actually the chief investigator for New Tesla Energy's Dimension Administration Investigation Bureau. So after having a conversation with Albert, uh, he gets an earful from Mary and is about to head home when he thinks about it for a moment and decides that he should track down the girl because he's pretty sure that she made off with the illegal coils. And sure enough, she did. She's trying to take them back to her ailing father, and he manages to catch up to her somehow. Starts pulling out his crazy ninja moves on her. He's got, like, super strong wires that can pin down even a robot. He's a little surprised at the uh, ability of a robot to cry. She, he actually asked Mary about that. But, yeah, uh, if, if you yeah. people didn't know, she's a robot. Sorry. We yeah, she's, she's a robot. I did say okay. she's a robot. And decides to not show her any sympathy when she cries out to let her go because she notices that her father is about to do something very reckless. The DAB has finally come upon him. They've been looking for him, Shido Urizaki, because he is, in fact, the founder of New Tesla Energy. They call out to him and ask that they can finally reconcile. But it turns out that Shido Urizaki was heavily betrayed by the company for whatever reason. It, it's not really gone into detail. But uh, it turns out that his work was all stolen and his family was killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these guys actually go about telling him, you know, that was a regrettable mistake. Somebody was punished for it. It wasn't made public, but things have changed. And, you know, wouldn't it be good to put it all behind us? It's like, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. what the hell is wrong with oh, you? Oh, okay, here, you let me killed off- my family and took everything from me. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, so let me set off this detonator now. Yes. So he has some kind of uh, electronic device that emits essentially an EMP that affects all the coils in the nearby area and sends off a huge shockwave. And thankfully, it was Sunday, so nobody was in those buildings. If you got that joke, and I hope you got that joke. Mm. And it also affects Mira a good distance away, who notices that her father has just done this. And it's not entirely clear what happens there. It's like a big energy wave, and then he's gone. So maybe he got transported somewhere. I don't. I don't. Maybe he went to Dimension W. I don't know. We don't know. Well, we'll there certainly be finding that out soon, probably. But there's no trace of him now, and all of the technology gets knocked out, including Mira. Even though Kioma doesn't want to deal with it, he decides it's better to not leave anything for Albert to find. So he picks up Mira, who's incapacitated at this time, and takes her to Mary to, you know basically find out what he can pawn her for. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary's uh, assistant, Kurogi, takes a look at her and determines that she is actually a highly advanced robot. And really, the only person that could possibly have created her would have been someone like Shido Urizaki. 
So they're all pretty sure that Shido Yurizaki was, in fact, the person who created Mira. She wakes up when he finishes uh, reinstalling her coil, and <laughs> she's rather shocked at the fact that she's sitting on a table, pretty much naked. <laughs> so she immediately smacks Kiyoma for the second okay. time in this yeah. episode. And I'm pretty sure you can hear some bones break on that one. <laughs> and Mary is astonished at what an incredible piece of technology Mira is. Once they start talking about Shido Yurizaki, something dawns on Mira and she bows in front of them and pleads with them to become one of the collectors looking for the illegal coils. And that is where the episode ends. Nicely done, Sketch. Very thorough. <laughs> Thank you. Are you are you still awake? Oh, just barely. <laughs> I need to give this man some pizza. Stat. <sighs> well, um, I'll let you. I'll let you, gentlemen, go first because I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> so, Caboose, CJ, one of you, start. Well, I'll I'll say this. Like, I've been. <laughs> I, I want to say, like, me and Sketch have been, like, really, really impressed with the show from what we've seen before. And so listening to this, I would like to call it almost all-star cast, mm. you know, with uh, mm. Chris Sabah, Jade Saxton, uh, listening to those two work together, and Eric Vale as well. It's just, like, amazing. Like, they're doing a really good job with that, at least from the first episode from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. You, can tell, you can tell how, like... They're really putting a lot into these characters. Right. At least from what I can see from the first episode. Mm-hmm. Caboose, your thoughts? Oh, continue, CJ. Oh, sorry. Well, what I was going to say, it wasn't all perfect because, and I, I've talked about this before, where a lot of the, not a lot, but there's some certain, like, close-ups where it goes from a very, very beautiful background to then just this plain, solid colors around them, and it kind of, I'm kind of like, distracting, or yeah. it's kind of ugly. So I wasn't exactly a huge fan of those. Maybe over time, I'll start noticing them, noticing mm. them less. But it was kind of like it felt a little lazy, considering right. some of the artwork that you see with this. I mean, that explosion! My word, that was beautifully uh, animated. Oh yeah, correct. The, the backgrounds are all really nice Definitely. in this show. Right, there's, and like there's lots of deal, detail on those backgrounds. And yet, there's a ton of like close-ups where they take them away. So I'm like, why would uh. you? kind of a thing it's just something i've noticed maybe it's just, I guess it's just a style choice yeah i guess i just i just don't i just don't personally like it but yeah i i agree with you i kind of i think it's kind of like distracting a little bit because you're kind of like you have this wonderful scene and then you're like they do a close-up you're like what just happened because like there's because like there's that that plain background background and then there's like an outline of the character and i'm like what what yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? This doesn't look right. <laughs> like, okay. I don't, I don't know if the manga does things like that. Maybe, maybe. I just, it was just something I noticed that I don't like see in other shows. So I was just, it kind of, maybe mm. it's just like something new. I need to get used to it, and sooner or later, I'll just yeah. be like, oh yeah, it's fine. You know, it's just I noticed it to start, and it was kind of weird, and it's just, it was just one little thing. Like, right. no show is perfect, and so that was kind of like mm-hmm. my one little thing where I'm like, eh. I'm not the hugest fan of that, but the rest of it was great. Although, taking out it, the ending theme that I'm used to, I was kind of like, uh, "What? Yeah, why? It's so good. Well, it sounds so good. Oh, it sounds so good. I funny. Love it. I thought it was interesting that they actually faded into the the other music, but 
do they do that in every episode? I forget. Do they fade into the ending for pretty yeah. much every episode? They do, Almost don't everyone. they? Yeah. That's what I really uh, like. I first so that's why it. they're doing that. Um, somebody had also mentioned on Twitter, I, I remember, that the ending was different than Yeah. The, en- the ending sequence, the ending music, like the Ed yes. with the credit roll, mm-hmm. that that is a different song than what is broadcast in Japan okay. and what is streaming the simulcast, which is a bummer because I like the ending song. It sounds and also so- this... This song is kind of generic and also kind of cowboy. <laughs> I don't know how better to... It's, it's Western sound. It's like, whoa, did Gunsword come on? What? <laughs> but no, those are just the few things I've noticed with it. That like my, my critiques of how much I like it, like the cast, the artwork, and then the things that, were kind of, that kind of took me away, such as you know, the plain kind of background and then the ending mm-hmm. theme, because that's what I really like. Like... When I first watched the uh, the subbed version on Funimation, because I wanted to see how it was, considering how much funny has in, or excuse me, Funimation has invested into this since they're on the production committee, I'm like, yeah, I wanted to see how this is if they made the right investment. I'm listening to the opening, which was phenomenal, and then I'm listening to the ending for it, and I'm like, this this sounds what like it mixes in so perfectly, it makes sense. Although the the dancing with Kiyoma doesn't, but I still love that. That that I could watch him <laughs> dance. Literally. It doesn't seem like something he would do, to be <laughs> no, honest. No, no, it doesn't. No. He's got some great moves. I wish I could dance like that. So, I mean, and that's what it really got me to really stay with the show with uh, seeing uh, those open or listening to the opening and ending and, like, having half of it. I was kind of like, oh. Caboose, your Um. Well, I mean, it's definitely, uh, I mean, I, I never watched it prior to this. I'm like, I guess a few of you, um, the people that are here, maybe Paul, you you've seen it. <laughs> no, I yes, haven't. Paul, watch something what? as it airs in Japan. Wait, never nope. mind. Nope. Never mind. I forgot. I like my dubs. What continue? It, it looks nice. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't really remember those issues that you that CJ was mentioning with the backgrounds. But I'll. I mean, I have the source footage of my recordings like right in front of me, so I'll probably just. Rewatch the episode, um, and look more into it. And I can tell you where I noticed them uh, when uh, they were fighting the Wan brothers. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll definitely uh, take a closer look at it. But yeah, like the art uh, is beautiful. Um, The voice, the voicing, like we, it's a great dub cast. Um, They. They definitely sound like the characters you would think they would look like. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Chris Savage, just oh, ideal. Oh, without, without a doubt. Just perfect um, for the role. Um, but yeah, that's... that's the, I guess the fight scenes were great as well. Uh, the, the animations were top-notch. Um, it's, I mean, it's really hard for me to remember <laughs> from Saturday night, but yeah, I'll definitely, I'm definitely gonna watch the first episode again because I wasn't fully engaged with it because I was more focused on hoping that lineup promo would air again. But <laughs> yeah, and then it didn't. It did not, which really surprised me. But enough about that. But yeah, it's it's a, it definitely caught me by surprise. It definitely uh. It makes me happy to see a show that's 
really nice and fresh and new. Plus, how can anyone complain about a sci-fi genre? Yes. <laughs> mm, yes. I, it's I love just, that kind of stuff. It's just that right kind of sci-fi story that that should be broadly appealing to you know, people who like sci-fi stories. I think, mm-hmm. I think people will probably like it. It's in, in a way, it's like Ghost in the Shell light, like really light. <laughs> it's, uh, it, is, it is not. It is not at all as complicated as Ghost in the Shell on Ew. average. No, it's it's fairly straightforward in its storytelling, and it's it's not particularly deep. So it's yeah, it's it's just a fun sci-fi romp for the most part. I will say this, like, from what I've seen on, whether it be social media or just, like, on a Google search or whatnot, the artwork for, like, the characters, like, the drawings and stuff, I'm so impressed with them. Even if oh, it's, yeah. like, not legit or even if it's, like, fans, too, that, like, man, they just look beautiful. They really do. Mm-hmm. I definitely like the, the manga images as well, especially of Mira. That looks yeah, really absolutely. Nice. Like, her color scheme, too. Oh, absolutely. Very, very, like, aesthetically pleasing for whether it's a reader and now with the anime, because, I mean, to me, it it looks just as great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there's certain moments where the animation kind of lowers in quality. But yeah, I did notice o- that. Overall, it, it does look nice for the most part, and it it's fairly consistent. And like I said, I really like the backgrounds, like the, the hideout design. For those, yeah, for the Wan brothers, I <laughs> just I love that. It's like, it's simple, but it was it was nice, you know, check checkerboard design, floors and all that. That's that's cool. But like when Mira was walking around town, you got a good look at some of the scenery. It's like wow, they put a lot of detail in these backgrounds. It's it's nice. I like it. And uh, I already like. Kiyoma so much he's he's just a delight <laughs> such a is grumpy it, puss <laughs> is it because of the dance moves uh it's always I, because it's, of the dance moves always. the dance moves are so great but at the same time I was like i don't think he would do that he doesn't <laughs> seem he doesn't seem like okay i mean he moves like a ninja but i, I don't think he would take the time to dance i don't know maybe <laughs> it, it it's you know it, it's like uh Private profile versus public profile, right? <laughs> Social media life versus real life. Yeah, exactly. I do like his weapon of choice, too. Yeah, it's it's interesting that he has knives and wires as opposed to a gun. Uh, that's another thing that he has in common with uh, Roger Smith and Batman, avoiding use <laughs> of a gun. Yo, uh, I really see Kioma as like, Mugen meets Roger Smith. I really see that as the character. And I would agree with that. Likewise, Mira, Mira really is. It's Dorothy meets Foo. <laughs> well, he also, he also doesn't have um, a coil either, as far as we know. So Kiyoma also kind of reminds me of um, Hey from Darker Than Black. <laughs> oh, yes. In a sense. Yes. Chinese oh. electric Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... I've got my special edition coming in the mail. I did do it. You? I beat you, Anaplex. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. That's fantastic. Yeah, I only I had to finished. pay like 65 bucks for it, so I'm happy. I, I just finished season two this morning. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, shotgun through it. I had fun. Depressing, but you know. <laughs> I had fun being depressed. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh huh. Oh, isn't there somebody who, like involved in Darker Than Black involved in this show? Uh, like the maybe the manga was the same writer. I feel like it's not the anime director. It's because the anime director hasn't hasn't done like any action shows. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, because they tell they they say that there's darker than black staff involved. Like it was like from the creator of Darker Than Black. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, all right, sure, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Need to more thoroughly research these things, I guess. Oh. But uh, well, that's I'm, what I'm they're on, saying. Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia of the author. And uh, uh-huh. I do not see darker than black uh-huh. on his list, so it's probably like something with, well, the, with the anime itself. I'm guessing. I'm just maybe it's. I mean, how can you? It trust could be the wiki. Wikipedia? Yeah, I was gonna say you can't trust a wiki. <laughs> no, well, it's what well, Funimation wait. promoted though. I've had now. Sketch, you were right. He was the artist, not the writer. Ah, oh, artist. Okay. Yep. So yeah. that's why they didn't put it in his works. He's like, this is for authors, not the artist. <sighs> okay, that makes sense. When I initially saw the first episode, I kind of felt like, okay, this is interesting. It could go places, but I'm not entirely sold yet. Yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling. Like so, having now seen further episodes, I'm like, yeah, this is a good show. It's at least an interesting show. I'm already sold. <laughs> nice. Mira is adorable. <laughs> yes, she is. She yes, is. she is. She is just... Delightful, <clears throat> and she's um, got a tail. She does have a tail. She that's does. just that's a weird choice. Which which will be interesting to see how that's going forward. Yeah. yeah, but as far as setup goes, I think this this first episode does a good job of establishing various things. It doesn't throw too much information at you at once, which right. is good. I've seen people criticize the fact that they don't give you more information right away, but honestly, I think it's better that they don't info dump you a ton in the first episode you know give you a little feel for the world and and the kinds of characters in it Mm -hmm. the kinds of situations that you're going to be dealing with before you like and this is the explanation for all of this stuff right (laughs) because there is a lot to explain (laughs) i think they got the main points out of the way right at the beginning right yeah where they're like hey the fourth dimension was discovered this year unlimited energy Hooray! And there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really got to wonder what happened to uh, Dr. Urizaki within two years for him to look like that. Because <laughs> he, he, he went from looking, you know, totally colored hair and beard to being pretty white, pretty gray. Yeah. Uh, well, he did say they killed his family, which I'm sure could have done all of that in like maybe two days. <laughs> Right. Uh, hey, yeah, people. Hey, you know, some people gray very quickly. This is an anime too, so who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who who knows? Who knows? I I'm not gonna knock it for for that kind of details. Like, eh, whatever. Just it's here, not look that at big a deal. <laughs> So I, so I guess it's my turn. Yes. Uh, pretty much everything that. Well, I'll start. I'll start with how. Uh, how I like this episode. Um, first of all, you know, pretty much everything that you guys said, I, I, I have to go with because um, 
great cast. I think that Chris Sabat as the main character is wonderful. I think they couldn't have picked anybody better. Honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. It's a Chris Sabat. Mm-hmm. So it makes a good American kiwama. <laughs> I didn't know we were in Italy. Okay, mm. <laughs> but of course, Pascrello. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia! Spaghetti, spaghetti, <laughs> ravioli. So great gotcha. cast, you know, great. Pasta fagioli. I am tired. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're tired. So yeah, I mean, every everything was good. You know, nothing. I didn't really see any like errors with that whatsoever. The, the the background when they zoomed in and they had that playing background was kind of distracting. Uh, nothing that, you know, I thought it, it wasn't like throughout the whole thing, so it wasn't that bad. Um, but I also have to go with what you said, Sketch, in saying that I'm not kind of sold on this series right now. Obviously, I haven't seen any other episodes in this one, but, you know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, I'm done with this show. You know, I'm just going to have to wait and see how it is over, you know, the next couple episodes and see how it transitions. So, but, um, one thing I wanted to talk about because, you know, I haven't been on the last two episodes, uh, was the fact of this coming in. And I think being in this, in this right now is a good way to kind of talk about that. Um, I think Dimension W is a good thing for Toonami, obviously being a broadcast dub, but I also want to bring in the fact that for months and months on end, especially last year, we all talked about how the fact that Funimation wasn't really stepping up to the plate and, you know, being like, Hey, Toonami, why don't you, why don't we do this with a broadcast up? You know? And it's very, it's very interesting to see that Funimation has stepped up and that, you know, we now again have another broadcast up on, on the uh, the block because this is the second one they're good at this and they're going to continue to do this and hopefully this isn't the last one I don't think it will be personally yeah. um, so you know this is this is wonderful uh, and you know if there's another season of this too that's going to be wonderful as well um, because that means you know another show that tsunami will be able to play um, but also the fact that you know, just just the fact that we that we have the broadcast stuff, I guess. You know, I, I I'm just very happy about that. Like, you know, thank you for stepping up Funimation. <laughs> you know, doing your part. That's that's what I want to see. Like, I was getting a little worried there. I don't know about you, Sketch, but I was getting a little worried that that Funimation was gonna wasn't gonna do anything, especially wasn't gonna do like even even a premiere dub, like, I I didn't think that was gonna happen. But, hey, for a moment there, I was like. Uh, what's going on? Right. So, but in retrospect, it it kind of makes sense because the shows that Toonami did get were all big shows, popular shows, oh, and yeah. shows that Funimation did not have. Right. So, so I figure but, that's yeah. just all there was to it, really. And you know, I, I'm hoping that that's what I was thinking. Actually, I'm kind of tired, so I had to come back to this. Um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping this is the same way as Space Dandy, in the sense that um, Toonami has this in its library. Um, I don't know if that's the case. I also don't know. This is this sounds like a special deal, so I don't know if they're going to be able to even marathon this at all. So oh, they'll probably be able to marathon it on TV and on the stream, but I wouldn't 
count on them having it like Space Dandy because they Turner partially funded Space Dandy, right, so they right. they've got they've got that for you know however. Right. Long. That's why I'm kind of wondering if maybe they had put some money in. We don't we don't know that for sure, but I'm just saying like I don't think so, and I think Jason would have said so if they did. Probably, but you know they're, they're fairly transparent about that these days. Yes, they are. But um, yeah, I, I'm just very happy that we have another broadcast dub on the block, and I hope that it leads to us getting more of them and more shows that, well, make sense for Toonami. You know, again, one thing that we always want, and we've talked about this, is expansion of the block again. You know, and I would love to see something, you know, be able to use these as a way to show Turner, hey, maybe if you do this more, we can expand the block on Adult Swim. So... And no, I don't mean I don't mean on different days. By the way, <laughs> let's get that out of the way. And to carry on what you're saying, Paul, I feel like with this broadcast, like another broadcast dub kind of coming into Toonami, it almost feels as if the block became more important for the uh, community, at least, because usually with broadcast dubs, I mean, for uh, fans, you would have to like pay a monthly subscription to see like up to date broadcast stubs, things like that. You usually had to wait a week if you didn't subscribe to Funimation.com. Right. But now that it's like coming to Toonami, it's like Oh no, hey, you can't even you have to be a subscriber to Funimation. Right. Is that because I know well, when it well, I know when it first started with uh Psychopass two and um Laughing. No, Hunter they've never Psychopath. streamed those on Hulu. No, 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 not only streamed not the Hulu. simulcast. But um I remember seeing, like, oh, you just have to wait, like, a week or two or something. like that. Maybe not for the broadcast dubs, but just their simulcast for it. No, but... not the broadcast dubs. Well, yeah, the no, simulcasts you're... are all just available the okay. on Hulu a week later. If you're, talking, <clears throat> if you're talking about this show, Dimension W, the deal, which I, I think I saw this, if I remember correctly. It's every two, or after two weeks, right? Right, after two yeah, weeks. Yeah, Adult Swim gets it for two weeks, and then it'll be on Funimation's. Right. It just it just feels like the block became more vital to be able to catch up on like the newer shows with this being dubbed and stuff as quickly as it is. So it, it I think that also helps in showing Turner's like, hey, if you do this more, maybe uh, even more fans will come flock in to exactly. to watch. But well, you, you know, Tsunami still gets Tsunami still gets a good uh, good ratings anyway. So right, and, and this is this is the same thing that I've been saying. You know, this is this is what I want to see Tsunami to do to go and get these broadcast dubs you know they've done a good job of getting those premiere dubs but they haven't been they haven't been able to get another broadcast dub so this is this is this is very good news you know because again as i've said you know there's other other streaming services out there that are going after anime and even producing their own anime so you know it's toonami needs to get on the ball well and it's not toonami it's turner turner needs to get on the ball and make sure that they go out and get these series because it's going to be important for the survival of Toonami to get these new shows. And even I'm sure it's hard too. Oh, it is. I mean, th- look, okay. Again, Jason and Gil twice have gone to Japan now. I mean, they probably had whatever they're trying to get. They had to go twice to get it. It could be two shows. It could be just one, you know, and it could be that I hate to, I hate to agree with Chris, but you know, it could be FLCL, for example, you know. You know, Netflix might not be the only one that's working with production IG. No, I, I doubt that they are. <laughs> you know? So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we're not, you know, this is one of those things where it's like, okay, something's going on. Toonami's getting somewhere. What are they doing? 
you know. So yeah, it does seem very likely that they're possibly going to Japan to check up on a show that we don't know about yet. Exactly. As opposed to just getting Gundam, which, you know, Sunrise does have a Los Angeles office. <laughs> so I think it's Los Angeles. It's somewhere in California. Well, well but there is a U.S. office for Sunrise. Right. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Because, you know, I'm pretty... I, I know there's something going on. I, I don't know if it's Gundam for sure, but there's something going on. And I'm and I'm starting to lean more towards what you just said, that it's some kind of show they're working on, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not saying that it's a Toonami original show, but again, you know, anything's possible these days. No, I don't think they're putting up the money to no. make something a Toonami original again. <laughs> no, I don't think so, but, you know, anything's possible. By IGPX. <laughs> <laughs> available now from discotech yeah and and, and I, let me just let me just finish by saying this what you know like and i'm not saying that they, they that they are doing that but at the same time you know we have samurai jack back so you know who knows mm-hmm. you know I, i'm not saying that they would but you never know okay the, jason has said oh we're probably never doing a tsunami original series again but we never thought that samurai jack would show up again so who stranger knows things stranger things have happened but all we know is they said they have big things coming this year. Plural things. <laughs> and we're not talking about Terrell's cream. Mm. <laughs> not talking about the cream. So, let's read some talkbacks. Sorry that was long, but whatever. Long. Hey, man, it's an important day. First episode of Dimension W. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Sullivan writes in, I feel sorry for the guy in Dimension W. He got two neck-breaking bitch slaps in one day. Hashtag Mo Coils, Mo Problems. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Rob Barracuda writes in, I did not see a single school for studying Wombology in this entire episode. <laughs> wait, wait. I thought it was Walrus. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. According to Tom, damn it, it's Walrus. <laughs> I am the Walrus. Good, good, good job. Gamer for Life 123 writes in, Tony Stark is done with your shit! <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of look like Tony Stark. I, I have to like say that. old Tony Stark. Yeah, kind of. Well, he's got the thing in his chest, too. Exactly. <laughs> he's Iron Man without the suit. <laughs> Wait, Austin he... Guest writes in, Great, Stan Lee just created Third Impact. <laughs> Wait a minute, does does he have a coil? I don't think he does. Who, Stan Lee? No, 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 not Stan Lee. Why would Stan Lee have one? <laughs> I don't know, because Stan Lee's everywhere and has. Never everything. mind, never mind. You're too tired. <laughs> Move on. He had coils. Are you, I know. Are you talking about Doctor Shido? No, no, no. I'm talking about. Uh... Yoma? Yeah. I don't think he had a coil, did he? But no, there he again, hates coils. But there again, like, he's not... <sighs> Yoma not does guy. hate coils. He has a... There was a coil in his phone. You saw it. It busts. Oh, that's true. That is true, yeah. That is an important thing to know. Kyoma hates coils. <laughs> he hates the coil technology. Yet he has and one in this There's phone. a very specific reason for that, probably. <laughs> right. But, yeah, he does not like dealing with coils... And uh, Mary even points out, you know, if it weren't for 
the way that she'll do business with him, he wouldn't be able to survive. Right. Yes, he still runs his car on gasoline. Yes, he does. <laughs> half in cash, half in gas. Exactly. My kind of guy. Yep. He's that kind of guy. Dow Fact writes in, hmm, these guys are smart enough to recognize Nikola Tesla's brilliance, so I like them so far. I was thinking Tesla, actually, when they said it, so. Laura Terminal writes in, a Wolverine and a robot girl built by an old man, Tony Stark. We've got ourselves a winner here. <laughs> oh, Lord of the Suplex. Lord of the Suplex likes the show. Oh, my word. Oh, God. <laughs> Shots fired. No, he likes plenty of shows, just not a couple of particular ones. <laughs> Benjamin Pajon writes in, the two main characters in Dimension W are already pretty likable. I look forward to more tail shot in the future. Okay, this show has a bad habit of zeroing in on Mira's butt and tail. Wait, are we talking about Grimgar? <laughs> <laughs> Grimgar also. <laughs> Seriously, the director of Grimgar really, really likes Yumi's butt. <laughs> like... Really, is really. It, is it just like? Do I find it weird that like two of the simulcast shows this season both have like an, an uh, issue with that? <laughs> I actually, I'm sure that there's more than two. You just <laughs> you may probably not even know. just the two. I'm watching. <laughs> it's just. I mean, there's so many shows with fan service in it. It's yeah, it's just part of the culture at this point, right. but. Honestly, it's not too gratuitous oh, yeah. with Mira, but there's definitely times when you're like, come on, why, what's the camera angle doing there? <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next talk back here. MXA Ghost writes in, Dimension W has an interesting story and concept. I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> really? Really, Caboose? Uh-huh. Thank you. Caboose? Thank you for the Space Dandy reference in that picture. Oh. Maybe you should look at your feed, Sketch. Well, it's, I actually have to click it to see the GIF. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Delayed reaction. Delayed reaction. Booty, 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 booty. All right, moving on. That that song he just sings about butts. It's great. He's a regular Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh my god. <laughs> Man, Dandy never rapped. That's a disappointment. <laughs> Where did that come from? We need season three now. We need it now. We, there we, we need, go. We need rapping Dandy. It needs For to season. happen. It needs to happen. Right. Inuyasha-san87 writes in, A main character that's throwing needles in a cool car plus a little girl robot android. You got my attention. I'm glad we have your attentions. Attention. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm too tired right now. Rogue Warlord writes in, I'm not quite sold on Dimension W. I like it, but I'm not one for lolly fan service. I'll give it more time before I pass judgment, though. Objection! (laughs) Oh, God. Seriously, Mira's, like, at least 16 in human age, or at least by design. She's not a lolly. She does not look like a lolly. There is fan service, yes, but anybody calling this lolly fan service, I I have to seriously question. There is such a thing as a petite woman. (laughs) No, what are you talking about? 
Jen would have liked to join us this evening. Unfortunately, she could not. But she did send in her thoughts on the first episode. For never hearing about this particular anime, I wasn't sure what to expect. The first episode drew me in right from the beginning. I love the animation style and the idea of an android girl who is completely adorable, if I might add, and how she's so human-like. Kiyoma is definitely my kind of man, and I like the idea of the two partnering up as collectors. It was sad that the professor sacrificed himself, but it looks like there's a bigger reason for that, and I'm looking forward to find out how the story unfolds. All in all, I enjoyed it, and I can't wait for next week's episode. And hopefully, maybe she'll be on next week's podcast so she can talk about the next episode. Well said, Jen. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. We'll look at my schedule. (laughs) (sighs) I blame you, Paul. Thank you. Because, you know, recording a podcast at 1 a.m. in the morning is primo podcasting time. Oh, it's wonderful. Dude, we used to do this a lot, so don't even start. (laughs) (laughs) No, 1 a.m. in the morning is primo article writing time. Yeah, exactly. And podcast editing time. Ooh, sketch. Why? Because nobody bothers you at that time of night. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good point. Nope, stay awake. Stay awake. (laughs) Well, that does it for our first talk back of Dimension W. Hope you uh, enjoy the next 11 weeks. And onward to the Parasites episode recap. Oh, I like this episode. Excelsior. Thank you, Stanley. Mm-hmm. Put down the alcohol. <laughs> Parasite, episode 18. More than human. Shinichi and Migi confront Reiko Tamura at the park. Reiko shares her thoughts on parasites in humans. She tells them that parasites in humans are both children of mankind in two halves of the same hole. She notes that parasites are actually fragile and asks that Shinichi and Migi not be too hard on them. Shinichi finds this infuriating. She warns them to avoid Goto, the guy who's been chasing them recently, who she describes as an experiment that she created, who is the most frail among the parasites, but also invincible. Shinichi notes the contradiction, and Reiko laughs at his response. Now the police arrive, Inspector Harama confirms Shinichi's identity by uh, asking what he's doing there by a incorrect name, and Shinichi corrects him. He says, Inspector Harama, you seem to have forgotten my name. And that's how he confirms that Shinichi's a human. And then he tries to confirm Tamara's humanness by shooting her. All of his men are freaking out, but he says, all right, I will completely take the rap if this goes south, but I have to do this. So he shoots Tamara, and sure enough, it's confirmed that she is a parasite, and she just takes in the bullet and spits it back out. Then the police open fire on Tamara, despite Shinichi's pleas that the baby that she's holding is human. Satome worries when she hears the gunfire in the distance. Tamara moves slowly towards Shinichi, and Migi tells him to back away. Tamara changes her face to that of Shinichi's mother to try to keep him from leaving. Migi insists that it's a trick, but Shinichi stands still. Neither of them can believe that she isn't fighting back in all of this time. Tamara tells Shinichi that she never actually harmed the child and asks that Shinichi make sure that her baby is raised by humans. He agrees and she thanks him, which surprises Migi. 
At this point, she falls over dead because she's been taking a lot of bullet shots. As Shinichi holds the child, he's flooded with the memories of the people who have died. Satomi arrives and calls out to Shinichi, and he turns with tears in his eyes. Yes, at last, Shinichi has found his emotions again. Sometime after that, Shinichi is brought in by the inspector. He and four other people meet Iragami, a serial killer with unique psychic abilities, one of which is an attractive woman, which he pleasures himself to. <laughs> Lastly, Iragami is introduced to Shinichi. At first, he jokes around, but suddenly Iragami senses something about Shinichi, and Shinichi loses his nerve. What is? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is he a psychic or is he a parasite? Oh well, we don't know. I I think he's a parasite because I, I swear to God the inspector said if he's you, a criminal. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, he's definitely he's, a criminal, but like he's a serial killer. But he freaked out when he said, "Tell us if you know if it's a parasite." And he's like, "One of those things is in here. I can't possibly be safe." Okay, so, I, so well, I, don't, I don't think he's a parasite based he's on not that. A parasite. Okay, I thought I thought that maybe. <laughs> but then again, earlier in the episode, Reiko was like, "What are you doing? Please don't shoot me and my baby!" Ah! <laughs> that was some uh, fine acting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, Paul, why don't you this uh, episode? Oh, I get to go first. Uh, this is your show, man. Oh, oh, well, thank you. Thank you for realizing. first. I, I guess what CJ's getting to is I, I tweeted out on Saturday night that this is this anime is probably going to be my top ten. Which, Whoa! Which oh everybody, everybody went. Everybody went. Wait, what the hell did Paul just say? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know you had a list. I do. Well, uh, we've done like two top tens already. <laughs> oh. So I mean. This this will definitely probably be like number ten on my list. Parasites should be higher. <laughs> <laughs> Hamburgers should be higher. Well, right now it's number ten. We'll we'll see how far, how much higher it goes. But um, I don't know. I, I I found this episode really powerful. And what I've liked about Parasite is there seems to be, <laughs> even though there's the school massacres and they send them back to school. <laughs> You know, it, it, there seems to be like powerful messages in this anime, and also I I I have to say like I, I think that the voice cast in this is just has done a very good job. Like this episode is a perfect example of that. You know, oh and, man, it's really good acting in this episode. Really good acting, really good, and and I think again like this is just it's just you know it, it, you seem to be going through like really good episodes and those oh, these fucking cliffhangers are so <laughs> fucking annoying i hated that cliffhanger i'm like fuck you <laughs> i'm like i literally said that after when it when the episode and i went fuck you yeah, it wasn't as bad as the most recent weeks <laughs> oh no 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 it, it wasn't as bad but it was just like really can we can we just can you just like be like he's a parasite like i i you know i'm i'm gonna be expecting when we come back to this in the next episode that he's going to be like, uh, this guy's a parasite, you know, but I don't know that I haven't seen the series before. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, this anime has definitely become one of my favorites that's been on Toonami. So, you know, yeah, it, it certainly makes you think it does. It, it makes you think again, it does have its issues. I, and you know, I've talked in length of what the, what that issue is, but 
you know, other than that, I mean, it, it makes up for it with these powerful episodes that are not only impactful, but action-packed. And, you know, it's not boring. I don't like boring anime, you know? If I watch an an like, if I start watching an anime that's, that's, you know, given to me a review, and I'm just like, after the third episode, I'm like, uh, I need to go sleep. No, I don't want to watch it anymore, you know? And this, this, this series has definitely kept me in it for the long haul, so... You know. It certainly is like a complete package where it has a lot of different aspects uh, within the show. Like, I-, I was really surprised with all the humorous stuff that was in it, considering the topics that right. they delve into. Like, uh, but there's there's like not, a ton of scenes, really. Right, but there's not so much funny scenes that it overtakes the anime either. Like, no. there's a lot of there's a lot of action, there's a lot of drama, there's a lot of um, ideals that come out of this, and you're just like sitting there going, hmm okay, I'm actually being impacted by this anime, okay, you know, you don't see that a lot, you, you don't get that a lot from, from a lot of shows, and I'm not just talking about anime either, you know, you don't, you don't get that in some American action cartoons either, most of them, most of them these days are just like kids shows, that's it, you know, you don't, you don't get like a central idea, or like, oh wow, this is actually powerful, like there was something, there was a message behind that that just happened, you know, so, mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to talk anymore. I want you guys to talk <laughs> because I don't want to be here all night. So, well, I mean, to to keep it short, I've been enjoying this show a lot. And Paul, I've told you on social media about how this was one of the few shows back when it was on Crunchyroll where me and my brother would actually both sit down together and watch. So right. it's like this is, and he's so picky with anime. So like the fact that we were both able to find something that we would both enjoy watching was really a treat. And I feel like I've been noticing a ton of popularity with this show where a lot of people are like, I like this one more. This should be moved up uh, earlier in the block. This was back when Akami Got Killed was on. But um, it was just like, it, it seems very, very popular. And it, I think the show in particular really clicks with the kind of audience that Toonami has. You know, we've, we've grown up since the Cartoon Network days when Toonami was on. And it's now with now with it on Adult Swim, it's like it's catering to the the fans that grew up with Toonami. I think this show really, really kind of grabs at that type of a demographic, especially with the topics they talk about. Some of the jokes that they have would definitely not make it on Cartoon Networks. Toonami, uh, <laughs> like uh, Shinichi's dad, Shinichi's dad, where it's like maybe he's jacking off, you know. <laughs> Or that scene, or that scene where they're in the bathroom and Miggy's like, "Well, here I can help you." No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like it, it seems like that kind of perfect show where it still right. has that to me feel of the action that you're talking about, but then it like also grabs this demographic on an intellectual level where it's like this is not just something where you just try to be entertained. We want you to think and be entertained. It's like I think the best example to use here is Tamara went from this parasite that was obviously intelligent and you know while she was doing experimentation too she was kind of you know she was kind of naive to what humans really are and all of a sudden as she as we go through this series she learned to actually be a human and realized that you know yeah i am a parasite but i also you know she she developed a human side i guess is the best way to put it she des- she developed what, you know, ultimately I think parasites are trying 
should do. Like they should, you know, learn about the uh, about humanity and develop this human side because face it, they have to survive somehow. And if they don't develop a human side and they don't act like humans, they're going to get killed. <laughs> Somebody's going to find out, the police are going to f- track them down and they're going to get killed somehow. Mm-hmm. You know? And don't don't give me that oh well they only have like minor weapons trust me i'm sure there's a swat team somewhere in there <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm sure they have some oh, yeah. guns. i'm there, sure they, there's swat teams oh they have some they, yes, they probably are. have some heavy weapons so i mean it, you know I, I i'm that's why i i think tamra actually was a was a very big key in this in this episode that you know struck me too you know just how she reacted because i thought like she was gonna like you know go off the handle and start killing people or whatever you know even if it was just in the defense of her baby but then like she's just like protecting the child and she's like look i can't do this you're human still you can do this you can take care of this child you can make sure that humans take care of this child you know and i thought that was really powerful i thought that sent a powerful message that this woman who was a parasite who is trying to live in this human world actually had the sense to say, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice my life for this this child. Because if you remember, she was talking about, you know, dissecting this kid and learning from this, you know, kid and whatever. And it all of a sudden flipped. You know what I mean? So I, I found that really powerful. I just kind of wish she lasted longer as more of a villain. I, I, think I really liked her as a like a villain in the earlier episodes. Like you could tell, like she was not someone you wanted to mess with. I really liked the like diabolical side of her. Mm-hmm. You got to remember too; they got to they got to they got to compact it all into these episodes. So yeah, know, I'm sure there was more to it, but you know. True. All right, should we move on to the talkback, or does anybody else have some comments? You got any comments, Kaboot? Mm, no, <laughs> unless you want to hear m- masturbation jokes. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> no, the talk bass got plenty of those. Okay, I'm gonna take away. I'm just gonna oh, take right. away your your alcohol caboose. <laughs> no, no. Was anyone else kind of no, shocked no. by that 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 actually happened? Um, a uh, little. <laughs> <laughs> even even for one a.m., it's kind of like okay. Well, that happened. I mean, well, we yeah, have a yeah. guy playing piano, so I mean, it can only go so far. Yeah, exactly. Gotta, gotta balance it out. You know. I mean, certainly masturbation jokes are not anything new to Adult Swim. <laughs> Stay classy. <laughs> Stay classy, Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah. But I just, yeah, I there just, were several just, things that were jacked up about this episode. I'm just watching this, and I'm just like, oh, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, wait, is this actually happening? <laughs> so I'll, I'll be. Uh, uh, of course, just, we don't, you know, show it. But <laughs> I, I'm just really like, I'm really interested to see what happens next episode. And I, and I, <laughs> you know, if uh, if the police find out that he's a parasite, I, I wonder how they're going to handle that. Mm, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't, difficult. I don't see how they could like because he's in control pretty much. Like, I can't see how. They would be like, okay, well, we're gonna lock you up and study you, at least right at this moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're gonna take a serial killer's word per se, no. right? But yeah. we'll see. We'll see but, what. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. really, all they were doing was uh, tr- he, he was trying to. He, they were screening people to see if he had the same ability as the serial killer. 
Right. As the same way to, you know, see the parasites. Yeah. They they oh. understand that Shinichi has a way of finding the parasites or knowing who's a parasite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the even though he or, keeps telling him otherwise. I think that main officer has a feeling though that he's a parasite in some way. Well, maybe. He well. he at least is very sure that it's the same uh partner who Yeah. Yeah. Is helping the detective. Right. Even though Shinichi hears the detective's name and makes no reaction, according to him. But I, I really want to talk about this episode because it's it's really powerful. It really is, and especially at the climax there, you got uh, the ending song playing there. It's, it's a good song. Yes. And Shinichi being flooded with those memories and even thinking about the, what the psychic told him: you have to confront that person who put a hole in your heart. And he kind of did, because Tamara became his mother for a moment, uh-huh. and he he remembered that, and he saw that a mother's love was what had come over Tamara, definitely something that has changed her. Right. And uh, I think it also kind of clicked with him. If, if she can become more human, then he could become human again. Exactly. And that's just... That's oh, powerful. It's That's powerful. Really, it's really when he powerful. tears up, it's like, oh man. Yeah, you you, you start to tear up heart. a little bit. You're like, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> like, am I having an emotional reaction to this? Holy getting, shit! Getting a little teary-eyed here. Am I feeling something? <laughs> am, I, am I feeling something? Well, in, in Caboose's case right now, he's feeling nothing. But <laughs> I just had a thought though. Hey, man. Emotions. Paul, I just had a thought where Go you on. know how you're talking about uh, Irigami might be a parasite. Maybe he has the same kind of ability that Kana had. Mm. That's also possible. That is very possible. I just thought it looked like, wait a minute, because Kana wasn't a parasite and she was able you to know, kind of sense it. You know what? Speaking was, of Kana, what yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. yeah. We thing with Satomi was just like, this is the ghost of Kana saying it's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, well, she's not yeah, saying anything. It's just like. I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. It's dead 80s writing again. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like, man, you, you also feel something for Tamara because she, you know, she realizes how frail parasites actually are. That's an interesting observation. Right. But it's true. I mean, it doesn't take that much to kill a parasite, really, once you cut them off from their... Their source, and it's also interesting. She notes that uh, that she has managed to survive on the kinds of foods as humans do, and they don't actually have to kill humans, even though she admits that she killed about thirty-eight, and that that is probably on the lower spectrum for her kind. Right. But it gives an idea that you know, it's unfortunate that she's dead because she may have been a pinnacle figure in being able to convince the other parasites that, that there is another way, though it was already fairly clear by previous episodes that the other parasites were not buying into her opinions on things. At least those three. No, definitely not those three. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't think the uh, others were necessarily going to agree with her either. Well, we never know now. We're not going to know now. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely contradiction of uh, the frailest of them all being invincible. Right. All right. Something so, to think about there. 
let's and let's get into the talkbacks. Yes. Lemuel Nathan writes in, I can't help but feel sorry for Reiko for something like that to happen on her after her heart grew three sizes that day. Good reference. Derek Zicknick writes in, I really love this episode of Parasite. It had me in both emotional and laughing tears. Jefferson Craig writes in, Tamra is not my lover. She's just a parasite that says that I am her lover. And that kid is not my son. Oh, Apparently that's Shinichi on a talk show. <laughs> or maybe when the police show up. <laughs> All right. I'm disappointed, Tsunami Talkbackers. There was not one reference to a Mexican standoff in these talkbacks. <laughs> I only say that when I play beer pong. <laughs> Rob Barracuda writes in, masturbating during a prison investigation because Florida man found his way into the script, apparently. Mm. <laughs> and uh, the ever funny Joshua Knighton. Wait, he wanted to wax the monkey again? Picturing Shinichi in a skirt? Parasite, you sick show, don't ever change. <laughs> oh, Lord. I just thought, it's like, come on. You put this hot chick in front of me. And she wasn't even that attractive by standards of characters in Parasite. But he's like, <laughs> I'll take what I can get. <laughs> it's just like, that guy is definitely a Parasite. And he's just a creep and a serial killer. So... You probably guess what he did before killing people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he just took the fun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> was he the serial, like, was he the person murdering somebody in the first episode when there was, like, just some random guy killing a woman? I think he might have been. I might Maybe. have to look to check that out. That's very interesting to think about, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might not be him, but then again, it could. This show does clever things like that. You heard it from Sketch first. Shoot. And I really got a good laugh out of him falling asleep, and the detective's like, did that piece of shit fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> and our last talk back. Austin Guest writes in, I haven't seen a glare like that since Darrell was forced to stay in dry country. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Okay, then. Well, that'll do it for our Parasite recap. Very interesting episode. Still got a few more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. And there better be a, a, a promo for the last episode, because this is a very powerful series. I don't think they're going to do that. They're going to be too busy with other things. Oh, I'm going to bug Jason. <laughs> <laughs> He should be bugging Ill for that Shippuden promo. Yeah, they need to do that, You gotta bring that up. Now you're gonna make people bring it up. Uh, May as well just wait until the next canon story. Alright, so miscellaneous talkback. Yes, our miscellaneous talkback. So there was a lineup promo, as we mentioned before. So uh, this week on Toonami, there was a lineup promo. It's Mostly reused from the previous one. They just kind of slipped Dimension W in there and changed a few mm. scenes. Still a good promo. Technically, it didn't air in the block. It aired right before. Eh. Mm. Whatever. As do all lineup promos nowadays. 
Well, I guess it's more important for those to run outside of Toonami. It, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> to only air it once seems kind of... Yeah, kind of... Weird. Yeah. Fishy. Don't know about that. They, they probably... It's not the first time they've done that, though. No. So, uh, hopefully they don't do it again. <laughs> I don't know. So, what, what did they run in the in the DBZ Kai break? I don't remember. Uh, Dimension W promo. Oh, that makes sense. Which I really enjoy watching. <laughs> it's a good I promo. Think. It's a good promo. That, that would have made sense. All right. That makes sense. All right, cool. So, the miscellaneous talkbacks... At Meister Mitch writes in, This week we got the Funimation version of Wolverine, a serial killer whacking off, and a bunch of priests getting high. <laughs> I, think that, I think I said that was the uh, talkback uh-huh. of the week. No, the talkback of the week was the one about uh, him wanting to rub another one out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Parasite, you disturbed show, never change. Yes. Austin Guest writes in, I see Mugen found himself in an Adult Swim music video. <laughs> yes, he did. Apt comparison. That is one of my favorite episodes, too. Jefferson Craig asks, any thoughts on the new Funimation logo? The logo, the audio, the visuals used in the video. Well, Mr. Horse, what do you think? No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, then. I'm just, I'm just. Mr. Sherman, what do you think? It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. All right, gotcha. I am so glad you know about about that show. That is one of my favorite shows of all, all right, time. Not about the critic. Come Sketch, on. I'm taking away your Mountain Dew. <laughs> Can I have his Mountain Dew? That's why is the Mountain Dew always gone? <laughs> <laughs> all right, move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I don't like that new logo. I mean, it's not terrible, but it it's just, it screams, we don't understand our audience. And that is unfortunate. Do we, does anybody know why they changed the logo? Because they periodically do that. To spice I mean, things up. Well, that's that's fine, but I, I'm, I'm looking at this logo and I'm like. Why? Why? <laughs> just, just why? Like the, the, the one they, ju- the one that they had was perfectly fine. Yeah. Thankfully, they didn't change it on DBZ Kai or One Piece, but they did change it on Champ Blue. Yeah, they did. So, eventually, they will probably change it on DBZ Kai and One Piece. Uh-huh. Once they get those tapes. Random observation. I know after the first episode of DBZ Kai, they switched over to the Japanese ending music. Like, the Japanese version with the Japanese singing, as opposed to the English dub of it, but this time they've stuck with the English dub ending. Interesting. Find that a bit odd. Whatever. Right. Next talk, Rick. Spencer's Weaver writes in, the only reason to still be watching Naruto Shippuden on Toonami is because FN2187 told us to. <laughs> that is a reference to the movie... What is Traitor! The no. <laughs> well, that is a reference to Star Wars The Force Awakens, but the real reference is to the movie Attack the Block. And it's uh, that character said something along the lines of, go home, do your homework, watch Naruto. That's exactly the reason why we're all watching Naruto, because Finn told us to. (laughs) But he told us to watch Naruto, not Naruto Shippuden. 
Speaking of that, and yet another talkback referencing Darrell, who was not here this week. Rob Barracuda writes in, Can Darrell hook me up with some of that good booze so I can survive Shippuden better? <laughs> Is it that bad? It's pretty bad. <laughs> I don't think any booze can save what no. we're watching right now. <laughs> no, not, not, not so much. I'll pull out Patron, I'll pull out anything, but I just... No. We're about halfway there. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait it's a minute. Three more months. CJ said, CJ said he would pull out anything. Oh my god. Giggity. <laughs> oh my god. Does this look like Parasite? It is Parasite. Anyways, moving yeah. on. <laughs> and Mr. Dunn East writes in, the only good thing about this story arc of One Piece was Robin's subplot with the kid. It was rather sweet. Well, at least we know where global warming came from. <laughs> well, I like, think... Count... We... Go ahead. Uh, this arc of One Piece. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Come on, guys! Where's the flag? It, it's right there! It's It's been there the whole time. Oh, they lied to me! Oh, Luffy. I'm gonna blame your stupidity on the filler, but I know for a fact you are that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Just think Thriller Bark is coming. Yes, yes. We have one more filler episode. This uh Chopper Man episode. A full episode <laughs> featuring Chopper Man. It's definitely a departure. <laughs> it's then, one of Sketch's favorites. Finally. I don't think I've actually seen that one. I've seen oh. the Chopper Man short, but I don't think I've seen the full Chopper Man episode. So that may, in fact, be new to me. Haha. Whereas at least half of Thriller Bark isn't. Because <laughs> I've been watching ahead on Funimation's website. <laughs> because I thought it was about time I caught up on One Piece. There is hey. no way of catching up with One Piece. No, no, it's a, it's a, oh, it's it's a moving target. <laughs> that's okay, the then. best way to describe it my goodness Okay. Mm-hmm. well that does it for our miscellaneous talkbacks but Perfect. we had I guess we could probably consider this listener email yes we had a question come in was it on your ask.fm Paul no that was on our uh, tumblr page oh on the tumblr oh my gosh we got a question on the tumblr <laughs> when do we ever get those uh, we've we've gotten a couple, but you know the problem is is a lot that most of them that we get are like, can uh, said show be on the block? Can you put said show on the block? Yes, yeah, as a reminder, we are not tsunami. <laughs> yeah, we I have also... no control over what show. There's yes, Caboose is also not tsunami. I am also not tsunami. Your word is also. So I guess I should read this. Proceed. Uh, and this is from anonymous. What a surprise. Um, Our favorite contributor. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you have if you answered this before or not, but what do you think are some of the darkest shows Toonami has aired on both Cartoon Network and Adult Swim versions? Hamtaro. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Truly the dark... Well, there was a Halloween special. Yeah. I don't remember if it aired. <laughs> I uh, think that maybe... Gonna... Yeah, yeah, it probably aired. You know, it was at least dubbed. I would have to say, in the Cartoon Network days, um, mm. having Evangelion on there. 
for, uh, <laughs> for giant for, for giant, giant robot episodes. Yeah, exactly. Censored. Like, I, I was kind of like, I think this is a little too dark to be on here, but okay. I think I have a recording of that somewhere. Wow. So the heaviest things that aired on Cartoon Network, Toonami, definitely some of the Gundams, uh, 0080, mm. War in the Pocket. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty heavy for uh, kids' television. Which yeah. one? War in the Pocket. Mm. That's the one with the kid. And uh, the good guy is sort of uh, Zeon, I think. Oh, gosh, it's been so long. I, I, I'm i butchering the description of this. They're fighting in this colony, and it, it's, uh, you know, it's fairly close quarters, and it's you know, there's a lot of death and destruction. Even as far as Gundam shows go, it's probably the most intense Gundam OVA that aired on Toonami. Not necessarily on uh, Adult Swim, because Adult Swim aired Charts Counter-Attack and 0083. But uh, 0080... Definitely uh, a heavier material show. And uh, 08 MS team also had, had some pretty heavy stuff in it. And even Gundam Wing, I mean, the uncut version. Yes, yes. For sure. But they also played Big O, which... Yeah. That, that There's definitely some dark things about Big O. Right. I was going to say that. I, I wasn't how to... I wasn't sure about that one, but there again, like... We can always make the excuse that, hey, second season had to be on Adult Swim. So, And despite airing on Kids WB, honestly, Batman Beyond gets pretty dark. I was going to say that, yeah. That, yeah, like, that show gets pretty dark. Wasn't the first episode his father gets killed? Yeah, his father yeah. Oh, yeah. gets killed. And uh, there's, there's like really disturbing origin stories in, right. for some characters in that. Uh, and Batman, the animated series also. Oh, Bat- the first season of Batman the Animated Series, definitely. Like, there's there's some oh. pretty dark. Oh yes, stuff. What about like, our... the baby doll episode? My gosh, the Joker in that. Oh god, classic Mark Hamill there. Oh, and they did, did guys... play Return of the Joker TV version. Oh, that was dark. <laughs> that was yes. dark. It was oh, it was pretty dark. And I also have to mention Naruto because the like the disturbing things that Orochimaru does to some of his followers. Wait, 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 wait. I got I got that one beat. I, I got that one beat. Mask of the Phantasm. That did play on Toonami. It did. It did. It did. That was that was really fucking dark. And I, I, I still to this day kind of go, maybe that wasn't appropriate. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's kind of funny that we talk about this, but a show that did eventually play on Toonami, but was... Well, a couple shows, actually, to be honest with you, that played on Cartoon Network. Um, I think Thundercats, the newer version, kind of bordered on more of a adult theme than, like, a kid's theme. Same thing with um, Clone Wars. Clone Wars sometimes got it, when it got into the Darth Maul stuff, like, you kind of went, I don't know if I want my kid watching that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Like when, when it get, when it started to get dark in that part, like the later part of the series, you're kind of like, this is getting a little too dark for kids here. It's bordering on adults here, guys. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would say I, I wouldn't say Thundercats as much. I would probably say Star Wars: The Clone Wars. That because and, and I'm talking more like the Darth Maul stuff. Um, 
trying to think what else. God, because I don't think there was really that much Cartoon Network wise, because they were pretty good. They were. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They 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 had some violent shows that got toned down. I mean, you Hawkeye show definitely had some disturbing things. Oh in it. yeah. Well, that I, one you, made me sad, man. I mean, oh. I would say probably the darkest thing that's played on Toonami, which it was on Adult Swim, is Helsing. That's probably the darkest thing that we've had. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that kind of dark, dark by design. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I would say that's probably their um, caboose, I believe, was the one that mentioned uh, Cash- Cashier and Sins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cashier and Sins. Is uh, Dead Man dark. Wonderland was another Dead one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon. Definitely Parasite. Kill. Definitely Parasite. Yes, absolutely. Parasite, for sure. Mm-hmm. Parasite's Old Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I mean, it you know it tries to hide in the happy-go-lucky moments every now right. and then, but there's a lot of death. There's a lot of dismemberment. There's transmutations that are like, come on! It has Shav Tucker. What he did to Nina and his dog. What the please, shit? Yeah, I don't want to cry right now, man. That, that was so, so hard. Freaking disturbing. I'm I'm sorry, but the best. The best and darkest moment of that series was Roy Mustang, just like he just continually just snapping his fingers. And well, that's not dark. That's not dark. That's karma. No, he went, <laughs> no, he went psycho though. Like he went like above and beyond. Because it's like, you killed original... my friend. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you now. Uh, in a sense, it might be the most violent, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, they went inside of Gluttony, and there was just like blood everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Just, this corpse everywhere. It's like there's some really disturbing imagery in both of the Fullmetal Alchemist series, but uh, since Brotherhood's the only one that aired on Toonami. Oh, but they did play Conqueror of Shambhala, and oh my gosh. <laughs> some disturbing stuff in that, too. Yeah. But yeah, Fullmetal Alchemist, like the whole concept of the gaze, it's dark. It's really dark. <laughs> that is That is a disturbing show on many levels. And we did get Evangelion movies. Oh, going back to Cartoon Network days, uh, they did play Princess Mononoke. <laughs> yeah, that too. That's a movie, but yeah. <laughs> so I, I would say that that's, that's a good list of uh, stuff that we think is dark. Or, you know, definitely is dark for on Toonami. You know, obviously the bit the darkest thing has been Helsing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there you go. And, you know, we, we, we have to put um, Black Lagoon there too, I guess. Yeah, Black Lagoon dealt with a lot of heavy themes. Oh, yes, it did. Was seriously <laughs> violent. <laughs> lots of swearing. Points. Lots and lots of swearing. The drinking game. <laughs> drinking. So, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that answers your, your question, Anonymous. There you go. Anonymous person on the internet. So, uh, we got some house cleaning to do before we get out of here. And uh, two things we need to go into uh, a little bit of depth on. Uh, one is a usual thing. Another thing is uh, something CJ will talk about. So uh, let's let's clean up the podcast, so to speak. Um, email us, podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Again, as we've said over and over again, if you have anything podcast-related, please email us there. There's a reason why we set up that email, so that way you guys can send in your talk back, anything – that in, in regards to the, the podcast, whether you like it or not, you can do it there. Again, it's podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. 
Uh, we are also on SoundCloud. It's soundcloud.com slash podcast. Remember, you can also download the podcast from there. Uh, we do want you guys to follow us there because that's the first that's the first chance for you to, to hear it. Um, it's going to appear there first, and then it'll come on iTunes, and Stitcher takes a little bit longer. But um, that's where you want to go first. So please make sure you follow us there because that's, that's definitely your first chance to hear the podcast uh, and the interviews that we have that come out. So, uh, again, that's soundcloud.com slash podcast. Uh, like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash podcast. You can, well, you can follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast. I don't know why I had a brain fart there. Oh, wait. That's right. It's 146 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> don't and, mind me. And you can uh, tumble with us on Tumblr. It's TunamiFaithfulOfficial.tumblr.com. And as always, you can visit us podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast. And if you want to see the exclusives, all of them are up at tunamifaithful.com. Um, most of them, most of the older ones are up on podcast.tunamifaithful.com. But you can find a lot of them also on tunamifaithful.com. I know that's kind of confusing, but, you know whatever and uh one thing that we need to talk about is our patreon we've we've made some changes we had a meeting the other day about some things and um our patreon which a lot of you know and i'm sure some of you have learned about patreon is a way that you can donate to podcasts to artists whatever uh for their work and we give you things in exchange it's kind of like kickstarter but it's a monthly service so what we've done, that what we've changed on our Patreon, uh, we've eliminated um, the Absolution Sessions reward because nobody was really getting that. So we, th- we thought that was kind of like a waste to have there. We still have the dollar level where, you know, if you, you donate a dollar, uh, just give it, we'll give you a shout out. Uh, the $5 level is the same as well. Um, if you donate on that level, you can come on for one episode of the podcast and Obviously, you'll get an acknowledgement on podcast.tunamifaithful.com. What we've changed is uh, if you pledge $7 now, $7 per month, uh, we'll bring you on for one episode of the podcast, and also you can choose the topic. So instead of that being $10, now it's $7. So, you know, I think a lot more of you will like that idea because it's a lot cheaper. Uh, Hopefully, you guys will donate to that. Uh, One thing that we wanted to note that we put in there um, because – you know, we just want to make sure that people understand. And I guess I can read this. You know, please note that the podcast has the right to refuse any topic chosen by the contributor that has malicious intent to harm the podcast and or tunamicfaithful.com in any way. If this occurs, we will simply ask you to choose a new topic. You know, um, I think if you're trying to come on and talk about something that's fan site related, I think is, is the worst that you could probably do. Uh, unless you're coming on to call us all idiots, which that's not going to happen. Um, you know, that's one thing that's not going to happen. You know, you can come on and talk about any subject that's involved with Tsunami. Uh, just don't, you know, try to m- be malicious with it. And also, you know, if the t- whatever the topic is, it has to relate back to Tsunami. You know, it, and if I'm saying something here, Sketch, if you want to add something, please let me know. If you really want to, you could talk about uh, things involving the animation industry. Yes, but I, it's got to be at least tangentially related to Toonami. So, like, a sh- maybe a show that was on Toonami that's not on Toonami anymore. Or maybe 
like just related stuff. I mean, pretty much anything superhero, cartoon, action, right. animation. I mean, you could certainly SWAT cats, Revolution. Yeah, all all of those kinds of things. I think you could you could talk about like if if you wanted to re- relate to like Toonami Asia or Toonami India in some way or something like that. Yeah, we could talk about that. I don't have a problem with that. You know, even if it was about a Toonami channel. I mean, that's again, this is all relating to Toonami. So, you know, those work. Um, and also, the last thing is we changed. Um, kind of what we did is we split the ten dollar level. What we did was is we did a $7 level, and then we did a $12 level. And the $12 level um, is the same as the 7 except you can get a medium or large uh, Toonami Faithful Podcast shirt. Uh, I'm thinking of adding another one for a little I – don't, I don't know. It might probably be like $18 where uh, if you want to get like a large – and I think I can order through a 3X – if I remember correctly, I may put that up too. If you guys are interested in that, let me know on Twitter at, at uh, Paul Pascrillo. Um, so that way I can, you know, I can gauge interest because I will do that if that's that's possible. But the reason that one would be high is because I have to custom order those. So um, just let me know. So um, hopefully that, that gets you guys to contribute more because we're trying to get you guys to contribute. And uh, one other thing real quick too. And I'm sorry I'm taking up so much time, but I, I think this warrants us explaining this a little bit. Um, we've been noticing that Patreon, if you don't set up a, a profile properly, has been not allowing us to contact you. Meaning they don't give us your email, they don't give us your Twitter or anything. If you don't put that information out or you don't contact us, we don't know who you are and we can't reward you. Um, so what we've done is is when you when you do contribute it should send you a thank you message reminding you to email us i believe somebody's emailed us already at podcast at com about that right mm-hmm. so uh that's what we want you guys to do email us at podcast at com if you've uh gotten a reward so that way we know that you've gotten the reward and what it is and then we can schedule you in when we can because you know we want to make sure you get these rewards but Patreon kind of made that a little bit hard for us, so that's why we changed that as well. So that way, you know, it makes it easy for you guys to contact us because, you know, we, we've noticed that maybe one or two of you haven't gotten the reward, or you, you've contacted us after a month or two because you haven't heard from us. That's the reason why. It's not because we haven't we've been lazy or anything. It's because Patreon made it hard for us to do that. So I apologize about that, and hopefully that'll that'll help. So that way, you guys can contact us. Um, is there anything you want to add? Because yeah, we don't want to cheat you guys. No, we, we don't want to. We want you guys to donate to us, and we want you to continue to donate. So that's why you know we want you to be able to contact us. And I, and I think putting that in there will help you guys too. Um, also, let me know if there's any other things that you guys would want for rewards. You know, I have some ideas. Um, I recently saw something related to Megas XLR pop up, so I may, being that it's cheap, I may go and buy a couple of those and make that a, a reward as well you know mm. you know we'll, we'll see I, i'll see what we can do i mean again we need you guys suggestions you know when we ask you about this stuff we want suggestions from you you know if you don't help us you know we don't necessarily know what you guys are gonna like so you know but um we have this other thing that we're gonna start that we're gonna do later this month and uh since cj's on i guess he can talk about this briefly Right. I don't want to go into too much depth, but uh, what I will say is that uh, it is officially March, since I'm looking at my calendar and it's nearly two in the morning. 
It is March. <laughs> we are not in February anymore. And there's a certain something that kind of grabs the country's attention. What is it's that? kind of maddening. It's it mad- is. It's a, it's a little mm-hmm. maddening. You know, a lot of people call out of work for a certain Thursday and Friday to watch <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of yeah. events. CJ, CJ, nobody does that. Come on. <laughs> Nobody watches basketballs. Oh God! <laughs> Sketch. One of these days. One of these days. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch a nice little game with you. We'll have some wings and beer, and it'll be a great time. <laughs> but in any case, there will be something that uh, something that uh, everyone at Tsunami Faithful have been kind of talking about, and something that uh, Darrell, myself, and Caboose have been working pretty closely with. I'll just leave it. At, it'll be called Tsunami Madness. And I'm sure you can kind of figure out just from the title of it. And it's it's going to be something pretty much decided by you, the fans. And, you know, it should be it should be fun. I'm hoping it's really fun. If uh, anyone uh, usually frequented the website Grantland before it was debunked and no longer putting out new content, you kind of might you might get the idea of what uh, Tanami Faithful has been thinking about for this kind of idea. But it's something that uh, I will definitely be enjoying. Uh, working on, especially with uh, Caboose and Darrell about it. And it's something I hope that we can make into more of an annual type thing because there's a ton of possibilities that we can do with it. But just know, Toonami Madness is coming. And it should be a good time. It should be fun. It's coming all over your face. Oh, it's too <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so... it, is it bad that I'm still staring at the gift that Caboose sent us? <laughs> Booty, 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 booty. <laughs> I don't know. It's real with your, good. Like, I don't, booty, I don't booty, know. Booty, it's rather hypnotic, isn't it? Yeah, All yeah. bow to the hypno dandy. <laughs> All right, so let's do our sign ups. Uh, CJ, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at uh, CJ Maffris, C E A J A Y M A F F R I S, and follow me for tsunami related stuff as well as NBA related stuff. But. I'm sure you'd rather hear my commentary on Toonami than basketball if you're listening to this podcast. So I, I do that. Don't worry. <laughs> Such as his latest article about Akame Kill. By the yeah. way, congratulations, sir. Uh, not only did Funimation do your article last week, but Sentai did it this week. So Yeah, and I, I don't you know, whatever happens, happens. I really liked it. And I, I, I really enjoyed Akame Kill. So it was nice talking about the kind of market left on the action block. Right. Hmm. So, Caboose, where can they find you? Mm, they can find me at the usual places. Uh, Tumblr, YouTube, Twitter. The bar. Um, not the bar. <laughs> um, you can find me at... Caboose uh, drinks at home. Did I mention YouTube? I forget if I did or not. Yes, it's pretty late. Uh, but yeah, you can find me at Caboose Jr. at all the places and bug me. Do yep. whatever. I don't care. That is true. <laughs> I don't care. And uh, Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can also find me on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash Sketch1984. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails, Sketch at ToonamiFaithful.com or Podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. And if you want to anonymously submit suggestions or questions, you can also do that on Tumblr. I can actually respond to you even if you send it anonymously. So, once again, sketch.tumblr.com. 
or uh, tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. You can do that, too. Yeah, you can do that, too. So, once again, if you don't want to share your email or details or what have you, you can still submit stuff anonymously, obviously. Please do so with a certain degree of common sense. <laughs> but honestly, ever since I started telling people that they can do that, I haven't gotten any, any, anything. No, nothing on the Tumblr. I'll send you something. Okay. <laughs> I guess I I'll take what I can get. I think you can get but anyway. Give me money. Oh. Yes, please. Give me money. No, no. me. Oh. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> so I can give it to you. Uh wait, that... It's a... It's a... That's a caboose ping sketch. <laughs> Anyways... Well, you can oh. find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo, as usual. You can find me on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo, and you can ask me questions, ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. Please ask me questions. I will answer them. And uh, just be nice. If you're not nice to me, well, I'll get even in some, somehow, some way. I get creative. And when, when people piss me off, I get very creative. Very creative, as you'll find out this year. But anyways, so that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. We do appreciate you guys listening. And please, if you have any suggestions, again, email us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com, because we welcome your suggestions, and we may just have something that you guys have been asking about coming on this podcast. That's all I'm going to say. Peace. We're out. Warrant, warrant. Someone's supposed to say deuces. What, 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 What is it?